We're going to the gate. 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 You know what? I don't want to play defense. Are you kidding me? Game noon. What the hell's going on? You're playing it safe. I. A brick. It's amazing. No way in hell I'm touching it. Are you kidding? You. I. That was really fun. Hello and welcome to the Sports Anomaly. I'm your host, Adrian Todd and I'm joined live by Greg Seward, co-host of the Player One podcast, producer of Generation 16, and co-founder of Gaming Age, and he's also an EGM alum like myself. Greg, thrilled to have you back on, and the timing could not be more perfect. How are you feeling? Um, I'm excited now because your intro is so quick and energetic. I'm just yeah, good. I, I came to rain f1 fire down on the people there is no messing around in this podcast i feel like we mess around too much and now i'm done messing around and we are going to uh show these people the metaphorical bronx in relation to f1 this is a day and date episode the first day and date episode uh in the sports anomalies fantastic return so uh and my levels look like they are off the charts and it's good because mine are really low so they should balance okay, each other out yeah, that'll be great. Now nobody will hear anything. And like I said before the podcast, sound quality isn't a real priority. It's All I care about is that I can see you for the amount of time we do this show. Um, this is a remarkable episode as well because it will be less than an hour and a half. It will. I, I say at the max it'll be 40 minutes. But let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can't fit it all in in 30 amazing minutes. But who knows? Also, I always do this at the end, but uh, I've listened to enough podcasts now where I'm like, oh, maybe I should say at the beginning. It's the, I'm opening it up with a Patreon power hour. Patreon.com slash sports anomaly. Give $5 if you can. Go to sports Patreon.com slash sports anomaly and look at the pictures. You will be inspired. There's somebody who's given us a large sum of money, but I have to wait till it processes before I name a segment after him. But we'll see what happens. Okay, Greg. It's Joe Biden. Start. Joe Biden has chimed in. He's felt like we've supported him. He feels good about it. Um, I just want let's start off with love and hate as we usually do when we're not asking people to give us money. Uh, let's start with you, Greg. What's your what's your love of the week? Oh my God, I, I forgot to prep for this at all. Okay, I don't mine, know. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, mine is EA confirmed a generic Washington team will stand in at release of Madden 21. I hate the Washington football team's logo. It's like I realize there's this like thing deep in me that hates that and hates Confederate statues so, so much. I think it stand. I think the reason is, is like what I recognize them to be is that's like, that's just like the fence way, way out in the distance before you get to the the real stuff, like policy and just like the real gross stuff where you're like, ugh, you've been abusive to a lot of people. And Daniel Snyder now showing that his organization is abusive to a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just excited that EA is doing that. I think it's an easy thing. I also think EA should put Colin Kaepernick in the game, but hopefully he's on a football team soon for this season that we will not see played in real life. Uh, Greg, over to you for your love of the week. Throwing you under the bus. I'm going to go a little bit further back than a week, but it's it happens since the last time I was on here, and it's actually topical. It's the return of F1. I can watch live racing again now, and I'm super happy about that. And the first race of the season was at my favorite track uh, in the series, which is Austria, and it was a hell of a race. So I, I couldn't be happier, man. F1's back. Live racing is back. I'm watching MotoGP. I'm kind of watching NASCAR. Not so much, but 
uh, yeah, that's probably my biggest thing. With uh, F1, do you notice anything? Like, are the pit crew, are they all dressed in, like, uh, you know, hazmat suits? Or what? what is there a difference? There's a huge difference. So the, the big thing that they've been doing is basically they said we're coming back. Because, I mean, they're international, right? They go country to country. So right. it's not quite the same thing as, as domestic, uh, you know, with something like NASCAR. But everybody in the paddock has to wear a mask at all times, except the drivers. The drivers don't have to wear masks if they're wearing their helmets. Um even down to the press, like the, the press, uh, anybody who's covering the event has to be wearing a mask. They're not allowed pit reporters in the paddock anymore. The pit reporters actually up in the stands where there is no one else because they don't have spectators right now. And even uh, photographers, they were saying earlier, earlier, well, two weeks ago, that um, press photographers, there's one photographer assigned to each team. So each team is kind of its own little bubble. Um, I, it's great. I think they've, they're testing like crazy. I think they said they've run like 2,000 tests since the beginning of the season. They've had two people test positive so far. They were announced. They announced last week, but that was before anybody had gone to the track, so they weren't there infecting anyone. So I, I think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. I mean, it's funny to me when people are telling you about sports coming back and how uh, MLS was the first major sport that came back to the U.S. And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was the NWSL, which is the the women's soccer league. So I am obsessed with it. And I've been watching the tournament. They basically had a month-long tournament, eight teams. They played four games each to decide seating, and then they had knockouts. Um, this leads into my hate, which is that the Washington Spirit, the second overall seed, was eliminated by the seventh seed in penalty kicks, and I don't get to see my great crush, Rose Lavelle, dance around the field on her tiptoes. I just It's like an extraordinary thing. But what it made me realize about sports, because – First of all, like the whole argument throughout patriarchal time has been like women are too emotional. I just watched an FA oh, Cup Jesus. match yesterday and the men are just like, it's unbelievable. Like women get knocked down and sometimes they get in each other's faces or they're like, they roll around, but like they get up and they go on to live another day where the men are just like, man, sp athletes, male athletes might be huge babies. And we've just never thought of it that way. And we're just like, oh, yeah, he's – yeah, well, he got kicked in the shin. It's like, okay, things are ha – I don't know, man. It's wild. So I hate that the Washington spirit is out, but I actually – my goal is to try to follow the Washington spirit as one of my, like, elite uh, sport uh, fandoms, you know, like the Cubs and the spirit and the Blues. Like, that would be – I would love that because I really – I actually really like the way they play soccer. And watching Rose Lavelle, she's chef's kiss. Uh but again, it's totally horrible that they're out. Uh, but now they're down to the final four. The four seed, the six, seven, and eight seeds advance. It was wild. All right, Greg, what do you hate this week? Uh, I'm going to stick with racing, and I got to say that I hate uh, in NASCAR right now. Um, there's, of course, been a Black Lives Matter movement that's been sort of spearheaded by uh, Bubba Wallace, which who I think we talked about last time. Yeah. And uh, NASCAR I didn't know also he was black last time. That's right. You told me Isn't that. that you, you realized this week that he is black. I, um, I mean, that's me <laughs> just being like, oh, Bubba Wallace. I know exactly who that guy is. Nope. I was so wrong. Sorry, so like so like previously uh, he ran a Black Lives Matter car, which is fantastic. Um, there were a few other incidents that have happened. Uh, one was in the news was the uh, the rope that was shaped like a noose that was found in his uh, his uh, garage stall, which, again, I want to say for full clarity, he didn't find the thing. He didn't see the thing. He didn't report the thing. But the other thing that NASCAR has done uh, in the last little while is they've actually banned the uh, Confederate flag. 
from, from flying the Confederate flag at all their events. So what I'm why I'm bringing all this up in the section of what I hate this week is, man, it has brought the racist out in full on social media. It's gross. It's disturbing. It's upsetting. Uh, it's just it's unbelievable to me. Like, I mean, you know, and I've been a NASCAR fan all my life. Now, of course, I'm not from the southeast. I'm from Canada, which you always used to make fun of the fact that I was a NASCAR fan, and I don't blame you. Um, but you know, it's sort of there's that been that stereotype forever, and I've always been one of the first people to stand up and say like, but but NASCAR fans aren't all a bunch of southern redneck racists, and now all these idiots are coming out and proving that we're all a bunch of southern redneck racists, and it really really irritates the shit out of me. So it's wild because we're in this time where um, racists are just like. Yeah, I finally get to show yeah. my true Emboldened. colors. Yeah, it sucks, man. It's a weird it's a weird moment and we are living through kind of this mega moment in history and it's it's super important like I'm so supportive of the uprising and of Black Lives Matter and I actually I went out with my friend yesterday to eat lunch outside which I felt very uncomfortable about. We were like, you know, 12 feet from another table, but I still felt weird about. And then there was a march that passed our restaurant and I stood up to film because we had just gotten our food. And the dude was like, one of the dudes at the very front, he was like, don't film, march, march with us. And I was like, okay. So I like put all my food in the bag. My friend was like, I just took a bite of this lamb fucking mess sandwich. It was like a, falafel and lamb mess that was all over his hands he was like oh, let me eat. and he was like ramming down but anyway we joined them and we walked for about a mile and we peeled off because i was like i actually did not plan on doing this but it was great and so that's such a todd thing to do though it was great i was like you're so right for yelling at me to tell me to march um but yeah it was it's like i'm so supportive of that and then you also this whole thing about racism is just so dumb it's just so I'm much so like, i'm so disappointed so in the reactions to what's yeah. going on i mean it's the movement is great i'm so glad to see that you have you know again staying with the racing thing you have drivers like bubba wallace and like lewis hamilton who i mean he's the greatest f1 yeah. driver in the world he has been for years and they're using their platform which is exactly what they should be doing i i it drives me crazy when i hear people say keep your politics out of sports that's bullshit right you play the national anthem before every sporting event the it's, politics are there already. It's so, yeah, it's already there. And I don't know. I mean, I guess the it's just fascinating because people, like, I guess these racist people just want, like, a shittier driver to win <laughs> because they're white. You know, like, do we, is that what the goal is? Like, I yeah. Don't know. I don't know I mean, what I the know goal what is. They that's really the problem. Want. Yeah. What's that? I don't know what the goal is. That's the, that's yeah. the thing. When I see the rants going on, I'm like, I don't know what purpose this serves. To me, the goal is I want to feel powerful. I want yeah. to feel above someone and I feel weak or I feel, you know, I'm not getting what I deserve. The world didn't hand me the things I believe right. I deserve. And uh, whiteness is a force of nature. Man, it's really, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to send us down no. this road, but we I, knew you, I knew you'd be okay with it. So no, we talk about it pretty much every podcast. Cause I'm always bashing on the uh, Washington football team, but it, it, uh, it also is interesting because when we did a draft a couple weeks ago, I had a friend on 
who we did a draft of the U.S. cabinet using athletes, and he <laughs> took LeBron James first overall. I took Serena Williams. Yeah, we went on and on. But very early on, I took Bubba Wallace as my Department of Transportation head. Nice. Because I knew it was like a great good. pick. <laughs> it was cool. So I felt good about it. So Bubba Wallace is in my consciousness. And, um, and yeah, the news thing is fascinating because, you know, the racists then want to make it as easy and, like, blame as possible. It's like, man, it, it was a noose. It's messed up. Don't do it. Like, don't support it. Like, what are you supporting? The support. That's just it. My sense of what they're supporting is I want to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. And that's actually not how a society is structured. So, okay, no. stop. Um, their rules are fun uh, and wearing a mask is fine. Okay, now we're moving on to Star Wars, but sports. This is a segment you haven't done before. I've used a, t- a randomizer to pick a Star Wars character that I've heard of, because there's some pretty wild ones on here. Uh, so I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna tell you a Star Wars character, and you have to tell me what sport they play. Are you ready? Okay. Jar Jar Binks. Oh. <laughs> you got Jar Jar Binks. How great is uh, that? Basketball? He's really tall. Is he tall? I don't know what yeah. he's, I mean, he'd scare the shit out of everybody. He was like, as, he was like as tall as Liam Neeson in the movies, so that's pretty tall. Okay. Liam Neeson's yeah, pretty tall. Would you play him at point guard, small forward? Dude, I don't know enough about basketball to. (laughs) I'd play whatever position you need a tall guy in. Let me go back and play Lakers versus Celtics and see where the tallest players are. That's where I put him. That's the best. I'd love that he would just be like passing it to Larry Bird uh, (laughs) or Magic Johnson or taking taking uh, passes from Magic Johnson before doing layups. Jar Jar Binks. Let me. I'll just chime in and say. Man, what sport? I think he would be great at swimming. I think he'd be erratic, <laughs> but his butterfly would be uh, totally well, they, insane. They do live could, underwater, so. Yeah, yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Phelps. I think he'd be great against Michael, Michael Phelps. Okay, uh, now here's another new segment. This is it, and then we move on to the news. But um, if you got a, a Pez dispenser, and it was of your sports video gaming hero, Meaning you have to heroicize <laughs> digitized avatar. Who would you have as a Pez dispenser in that case? Oh man, uh, but it can't be like a real athlete. It's got to no, be a it video can be a real game. Athlete, oh, okay. But it has to be because of video games that you're oh. Pez dispensering this person. <laughs> this all Christ. came out of uh, Mike Suzik say, calling uh. PES 2020. He's called it Pez. He kept calling it Pez, and I was like, what are you talking about? And then I thought he was talking about Pez dispensers. So, uh, uh, be Shaq. Because, Shaq. Of, because of Shaq Fu. <laughs> Amazing. Is Shaq Fu a video game? Yes, Shaq Fu's video game. It is? Yeah, it's a side, like a side-scrolling beat-em-up starring Shaq. Oh, my God. Shaquille I've never O'Neal. played it. They I just re-released it. it recently. Really? Well, recently, oh, a few years ago. But Right, but that's recent enough. You need to play it. I've been watching a lot of old movies that I've never seen before, um, which I'll bring up later. But it's uh, it's wild because I'm just I've never wanted to watch old movies. And now I'm sort of like, no, let's fill in some gaps. So I could fill in the video gaming gap with some Shaq Fu. That's great. Uh, he was my Department of, uh, of Education head in the draft. Uh, nice. OK, I just like call it out my my cabinet. All right. Breaking news brought to you by Perfect Tommy. Okay, here we go. We've got five things on the docket for breaking news. First of all, baseball is nearly back. Uh, The game, though, won't reflect changes in MLB The Show 2020. They're going to update the rosters weekly instead of biweekly. But the 60-game schedule, the universal designated hitter, uh, extra innings with a runner on second, uh, no fan. Like, none of that's going to be in the game. And um, there will be... 
fans in the stadium seats, I believe, which also annoys me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of like a bummer, but I get it from a development time standpoint. But eh, it seems fun. The uh, And speaking of baseball, you know that the Blue Jays can't play home games this season. Yeah, because they have what we call common sense. Um, they're not letting people go first of all the whole baseball thing and the fact that they're not doing it over like six stadiums or two stadiums or whatever is totally insane to me yeah they should pick three you know east west central kind of deal and do it that way the fact that they're just like no we're just gonna travel around is so dumb and i'm so happy that toronto is like no we're not letting this cesspool i i know somebody who has a, a flight to london in 10 days and that person who may or may not be on this podcast is holding their breath that that England continues to be horrible and not and to let yeah. Americans in that should not be the way. Sorry, but there's like there's a pandemic, but America's like it's just insane here right I'll now. tell you up here uh, up here they keep extending our border closure every yeah. thirty days, and you know I mean I I love all of my my American friends. Yeah, we're okay, but I'm happy never to see you again. At least not yeah. for a while. We've got, We've got Skype. Skype. Yeah. <laughs> FaceTime me. Uh, I'm going to be healthy. I mean, yeah, video, like movie production and stuff like that. I'm talking to friends about coming to Canada to do that at some point. But it's like that's because there's sanity in certain parts of the world. OK. Also, second bit of news. Baseball games this season will be using crowd audio from MLB The Show 20, which I just thought was fascinating. That's what awesome. A weird. <laughs> I just loved it. That's cool. Uh, there's a leak that's been reported. Madden is going to have a six-on-six six mode called The Yard. Also, Donald Trump uh, is working with Russia. Um, so uh, <laughs> what's your immediate reaction to Madden having a six-on-six six mode? Called I, the Yard? I, don't, I don't know the context of that. Like, what is that? Is that like a version of, like, pickup football that you can – that you? Do people play or I guess it'll be like their version of Blitz to appeal to a younger audience or appeal to a casual audience, like say Longshot did or could have if it would have been marketed properly. Um, when that award nominated uh mode was in the game. But that didn't happen. So instead they're doing a six on six. I don't know. I it's interesting with all the fix the franchise stuff that's coming out. Um yeah. this is the way they went. I don't know. I don't know that men people are. I, it'll be fun, but I'll I, tell you what. The my least favorite thing of FIFA 20 is when I load up the game and I have to play that stupid three on three Volta crap. Well, like, that's just, just it. Like I mean, you got the, in, with with sports series like that. I mean, the people that love those games are the hardcore. I mean, I get. I guess I get trying to appeal to a more casual audience, but does it really matter the numbers that they're selling anyway? Does it really matter? Yeah, it's it's weird to me because I'm gonna have a guy on the podcast who wrote a piece for 538 which was all about how sports video games are in a bad place right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because when we were working at EGM and writing for 1UP or whatever we were doing, um, it was like there were just like dozens, maybe at least 15 sports games. Now you've got like now Madden is putting a video game mode into or a uh, casual whatever this is mm -hmm. arcade game into yeah. their game instead of releasing an individual game which is you know uh, I don't know it's weird so uh, we'll dig into that later but yeah. Konami will release an updated PES 2020 as PES 2021 on September 15th for only 30 bucks what do you think of that do you think that's a good I move? think that's absolutely a good move uh, you know I remember Sega doing that years ago too with visual concepts with uh, with the 2k series which just seems to be what the final catalyst was to get the Madden 
thing, the NFL license to be completely exclusive. But I mean, I remember cheering back then. I think they were releasing things at twenty bucks. But well, yeah, that was an interesting time. Yeah, because they were yeah. just trying to get market share to a point. Yeah, they were basically just trying to cut the knees out from under the Madden franchise, right? Yeah. But I think it was good. It, it scared them into some uh, to moving a little bit. But I agree. I mean, having having one choice per sport which i know soccer's not in that position but it's close yeah you know uh it's it sucks man it sucks Com- competition makes things better yeah i i think um i kind of like that they're just saying like we're not gonna have we didn't have the full beans on a game cycle because of the pandemic so i'm like yeah like yep don't just don't anger everybody and make them throw up their hands like and also everybody's broke now so cut them some slack uh, yeah. Next up, reminder that NBA 2K20 is free on PS4 to PS Plus subscribers. You can grab it this month. That's the nice thing. I ended up paying $20 to do a review of it on this podcast, so I'm out 20 bucks. Thank God for Patreon supporters. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be I'd be in the hole, in the dark. Uh, and then the but, Jar Jar DLC is like another 20 bucks. So <laughs> it's, it's huge to get him with Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. It's the trifecta, <laughs> yeah. which is, yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, finally, Rocket League released a five-year infographic, which notes that it has had over 75 million players. Have you played Rocket League? Yeah, back, in, back when it started to get big. Yeah. I well, suck at it. Oh, yeah. It's got 5 billion matches played and 29, goals, 29 billion goals scored. Which, it, when I misread that at first, I was like, that's six billion goals per game, <laughs> uh, which seems like a lot. But I've never, I think I played it one time, but just for a minute. And I was like, ah, I'm not in the headspace. I'll try this later. But uh, I mean, it's kind of wild just to see something that's, does that, here's the question for you. Does that make it the GTA 5 of sports video games? Yeah, actually, you might. That's that's a good that, that that's a good analogy for sure. Have you ever have you ever read about the history of that game? I haven't. You should sometime, because yeah. that that game is something. Before it was Rocket League, it came out as something else, like oh, yeah. rocket powered super sled cars or something, some stupid name. Yeah. And uh, they basically died on the vine, and the the guys behind it didn't give up on it, and they rebuilt it, and they rechristened it, and released it, and now it's like the biggest hit. Now there's been six billion goals scored. Yeah, six billion goals scored in twenty-nine million matches. So, <laughs> do you? What do you think is the most impressive? Seventy-five million players, five billion matches played, or twenty-nine billion goals scored? I think this is the five billion matches played. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Considering yeah. you've played it a few times, and I've never—well, I played it like half a game. Right. Um, there was a hoops mode added in April twenty sixteen. I mean, what well, that was amazing. And when they put Rumble in in September twenty sixteen, I love you just reading the update list. <laughs> yeah, the Rocket Pass was introduced in twenty eighteen to September. That fucking changed everything. Oh, that was the September of twenty eighteen. Oh, let me tell you. God. Then the item shop was added in December yep. twenty nineteen, and you could just feel like people thought there was an earthquake in their town. No, that was Rocket League getting five billion esports shops added. Uh, okay. We're moving on to the feature. It's an F120 day and date. Day and date. Day. Join in, Greg. Day and date. Day and date. date. Okay. I'm excited to talk to you about this game because, uh, A, it's a game that I will not play. And this way, I only have to talk to somebody about because I just don't feel like. But you might talk me into it. That this, this could be quite an important podcast in the history of the world. But uh, first of all, just... Did you review it? No, I don't really review anything for anybody anymore. Okay, good. So, yeah. 
now you can. Okay. Now you get. So what what was your immediate? I've got a whole thing that we're gonna walk through to like talk about it. But I just wonder about your immediate reaction. It got a ninety one on Metacritic. Uh, it got a, a ninety seven on uh, E Rocket League Go Score Champions. And I just made that up. I was gonna say. Sounded real, um, but it came out on July tenth. You've been playing it. What do you think? It's fantastic. Uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, how competition breeds better games. Uh, of course, the F1 license has been exclusive for a really long time. Uh, not just exclusive to Codemasters, but like EA had it before then, and I forget other people had it in between. I think Codemasters has had it for a while now. Actually, I think it's ten years now, and completely the opposite of what I was just saying. They have uh, improved that game every year, and it is. It's so good that like we do our top five games of the year every year f- on Player One Podcast, and it's been in my top five, usually in my top two, every year for like five years running. Wow. I mean, that, it, and it just gets better and better, and this year's even better. So absolutely uh, agree with a 91, and I was, I'm always excited when it comes out. But yeah. I was even more excited this year because the, the, the improvements are even that much more exciting. Well, the big improvements that, that I know of is uh, you can create a driver, you can choose a sponsor, an engine supplier, you can hire a teammate, you compete as the 11th team on the grid. So you're basically building a team. Is that the best part of it? Or what's your... Uh, it's it's definitely the, the most exciting new feature from like, a, you know, because normally you've always been able to go just run a Grand Prix or you can... The, the previous career mode, you could signed to a team right like an existing team one of the existing 10 teams on the grid and then you you're given like all these goals you have to meet and you become the first driver and then you negotiate contracts and all that fun stuff um which has been great but yeah like it's also stagnated because it's been pretty much the same for a few years now in career mode so now adding in my team which is basically exactly like career mode but now you've got control over everything back at the shop like you're building uh, better aerodynamic, like wind tunnels. Using you're, you're using your resources to build wind tunnels, or or a better simulator for your other for your driver, for you and the other driver. You're hiring your your uh, teammate now, um, which is pretty cool as well. So you know, like there's just a whole sort of layer of management on top of that, which uh, you know, sports management sims are are big business too, and it's it's great to finally see they get married because there's like a there's another series called Motorsport Manager that I'm a huge fan of as well that came to Switch actually last year or two years ago, but it's been on mobile and on Steam. And I love seeing sort of the stuff I love from that series get married into a racing series that I absolutely adore. And now it's all, of course, uh, got the F1 license on top of it. So it does, you know, Motorsport Manager is amazing, but it doesn't have any official licenses. Right. So, you know, it's nice to see that stuff come in. When you uh, hire your teammate... I, there's two questions I have. When you get interviewed at the beginning, is it well done? And do you, is it just like, we're going to win or we're going to try? And then when you hire a te- teammate, are you like interviewing or are you just looking at statistics or what's sort of the... You're looking at stats. Right. Uh, you're looking at stats that are based on, but they're not just driving ability too, because, you know, as is a big part in any professional motorsport, you know, marketability is huge. Mm. Right. I mean, it has to be because this is a money driven sport, big dollar driven sport. So, you know, uh, it's how likable they are for sponsors. I don't know the exact things that you're measuring them against, but they all have different measurements. And then you weigh that against the cost of a contract, basically, and then you sign them for the year. But then again, you're building up uh, facilities around them. Like it's funny when you're in uh, when you're in your 
your headquarters and you can jump to sort of the different rooms that you can upgrade in the simulator room like if you pay any attention to any professional racing but f1 in particular they have these insane simulators that your drivers are always on because they have limits to testing they're not allowed to test more than a certain number of miles i think every year so of course all the testing is done on these just crazy simulators with the pneumatic seats and all that sort of thing but when you start and you're just this little team at the back of the grid, you go to the simulator session and it's literally the dude sitting in front of like a 55 inch TV using like a little PlayStation 4 controller. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. So but yeah, it's you know, you're not doing a lot of the interviews. What they have done for years, though, is that you you have to deal with the press. So right. you'll come off from a session and you'll like be talking to the press and it sort of affects your your reputation in the team you're in now it's a little bit different because you have control over those different groups within your team like the aerodynamics and the the chassis and the engine and that sort of thing so it still has an effect but it's a slightly skewed effect compared to how it's been for the last few years do you think like as a beginner i could jump in or is like worrying about my chassis which i do all the time um is worrying about your chassis like a thing that's gonna make me go like ah i don't know i just want to hire a funny driver not at all. Uh, it, it, there's nothing keeping you from jumping in. Like one of the really great things is that they've got a ton of sliders and a ton of assists. So if you're doing the driving, it's really easy for a beginner to jump in. You can have like the full uh, the the full driving line around the lap shows you where all the braking points are. Uh, you can have anti-lock brakes on. You can have uh, ex- you know all the standard sort of driving um, assists. But at the same time, as far as building your car up everything works on this big uh, tree that you spend your resource points on. But if you go in and you just, I play on the PlayStation 4, so if you go in and you just press the X button or the square button, one of your team principles or whatever will say, like, if it was me, this is what I'd do. And then they All just right. sort of guide the development of the car. And, you know, but after you've played it for a little while, you can kind of see the things that you feel are falling down too. Like if you realize you don't have a lot of straight line speed, if you go in there and the guy's saying like, well, if it was me, I would work on the front wing. It's like, yeah, but I'm real slow down the straight. So I'm actually going to work on engine power instead. Like, but it's, it's not, it's granular, but it's not so granular that you got to be some kind of gearhead to know what the hell's going on. Right. So it's, And it's you nice. get to speak into a microphone and communicate that to him too, right? You no. don't just have to like think it you get to actually say and then he goes into the press room and it's like yeah my boss is a real dick is it like that that would be that's what i want i guess i just want a conversation simulator so i don't ever have to race i'm a pretty magnanimous boss so i don't think anyone (laughs) ever go do that in the press room for my team or they'd be fired so you know yeah i get it pretty magnanimous i rule through friendship and fear Okay, here's what I want to do. I was going to read some uh, Metacritic blurbs okay. and then just sort of have you react if you disagree or agree. So okay. this is uh, one of them. Factoring in all of the improvements that have been made to the handling mode and racing experience in this game, I've had more fun in the My Team mode races and time trial in F1 2020 than in any other previous F game be- F1 game before it. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. The The handling has been changed just, just tweaked just slightly this year, and I'm really enjoying it because if you... Uh, turn the assist down a little bit, which is what I like to do. Uh, I feel like the rear end of the car breaks away under acceleration a little more realistically than it used to. Um, there was a few years back in this game when you rumbled over a curb, the car would just immediately spin, and it was actually pretty tough to play. And then they kind of corrected that by going too far in the other direction. So now it's it's more risk-reward when you're going into a tight turn and you want to really cut that curb but it's one of the, the bigger curbs, you know, it's like, well, you're going to pay a price. If you stand on the gas as you're bumping over this curb, you're just going to spin when you come back down to the ground. So, yeah, I would agree with that. 
Uh, what about Codemaster's stewardship of the F1 license finally gets into Top Gear with a thrillingly rigorous simulation that also makes every effort to make its appeal as broad as possible? Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, because the broadness. What about F1 2020 is a natural evolution of the series, too stuck to the past of it with very few changes, says Spazio Games. I mean, I guess you could make that argument over any sports sim, right? Any yearly sports sim. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's true. I don't know that that's fair, but uh, I, they've made sig significant improvements for a game that previously came out 12 months ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, What about this one? It rarely deviates from formula, but it wins big, delivering the most exciting F1 footage created. Like James Hunt, it is sexy, funny, full of thrills. Like Nicky Lauda, it is intelligent, a bit blunt, but ultimately touching. That's actually a review of Rush, Ron Howard's 2013 film starring Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and Daniel Brühl. But does it apply? Yeah, absolutely it does. Do you got emotional playing? Have you gotten emotional? No. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Uh, what about uh, the ultimate benchmark of the genre? Yeah, for sure. But again, they're in a position where they've had the license forever and they haven't sat on it. Right. Like right. It, it is it has been a major evolution every year. It doesn't feel stagnant at all. So, of course, it's the new benchmark because it's the newest one, right? I mean, right. they've improved on everything they've done, so. That makes sense. Okay, what about this one? Uh, slick, thrilling, and saturated with vivid hues and 60s can-do optimism. It's a precision-tooled machine of a movie. Uh, I still that's feel actually, like we're talking about Rush again. That, that's Ford versus Ferrari, James Mangold's 2019 <laughs> film starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale. That's a great film. Does it? But does it apply? Yes. <laughs> Except for the 60s thing. Well, can't do optimism. I mean, maybe I mean, you're going no. in with like a grumpy tw 2020s uh, pandemic depression. <laughs> but I don't know if it's got vivid hues. That's nice. Uh, I don't know. So you're saying yes, except for the 60s. Yeah. Okay. What about it's the best F1 title of the generation? Great visuals, flawless gameplay, and interesting game modes that make it a must-have for any F1 fan. Yes, Absolutely. Although I will say this, and I don't know if anyone in these players is going to mention it, they've also gone uh, to the microtransaction format. It, ha it hasn't affected single player. It's only for multiplayer, and it's only um, for skins and things like that, and, and dances on the podium. But like when you go online and you look now in the store, you'll see bundles of pit coins available for purchase, uh, which kind of makes me groan, but yeah, it hasn't yeah. affected any of the parts of the game that I like, so... Well, it's good because if Twitter hacks into the Pitcoins and then Joe Biden starts trying to get Pitcoins out of you, you might like fall for it. But otherwise, it's fine. Um, nice. Here's another one that I think is interesting and because I think a lot of these are sort of the same. But this one, um, criticizing it is like spitting in the wind. But at the risk of sounding like the spoil sport villain, there's a smug bully boy spirit underneath this supposedly merry romp. Unfettered individualism has come to this. Drive hard and carry a big schlitz. Uh, that's actually Cannonball Run, Hal Needham's 1981 movie starring Burt Reynolds, Farrah Fawcett, and Roger Moore. But does it apply to F1? No. <laughs> You're telling me there's no bully boy spirit underneath this supposedly no. merry F1 game? No. Okay. All right. Here's <laughs> for serious. Um, as psychologically precise as it is splendidly visually observant, but it also exudes a timeless, mythical, and tragic quality, which is all the more remarkable for the languorous ease in which its story unfolds. That's actually Badlands, Terrence Malick's 1973 <laughs> film starring Space, Sissy Spacek and Martin Sheen that I recently watched, which is incredible, but does it apply to F1? Yes. That's, I agree. Like, based on what you're saying... 
it's it exudes a timeless mythic and tragic quality here's a question can you flip a car can you can your teammate die no they don't do Tra- stuff like that what about be decapitated no because that doesn't watching- happen very often in f1 anymore yeah well thank god I, yeah i'm not but that's what a video game is for right um, there was somebody who was talking about how to kill zombies in different genres or whatever of the of the thing, and they're like, or you can cut people's heads off with a sword. And somebody was like, yeah, or that's how you just kill people in real life. Like, there's nothing related to a zombie in that. Okay, uh, one more. Un juego muy completo que entretien más que la realidad con mucha acción en pista y distintos modos con largas duraciones. Uh, or for the English uh, people, a very complete game that entertains more than reality with a lot of action on the track and different modes with long durations. That's a user review from Metacritic, but I was like, I wanted to, you know, speak a foreign language. Was it written poorly. in Spanish or did you translate it to Spanish? Uh, it was written in Spanish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that, actually. That's Spanish. You would, yeah. Yep. It entertains more than reality. Like when you're playing, you're like, reality is dumb i don't have any control <laughs> no but in all like in all seriousness like uh speaking of like i mentioned t- two weeks ago or two weekends ago was the first race of the season and it was super exciting the field was all jumbled up and lewis hamilton who like i've said before is the best driver out there in the best car he was sort of stuck midfield so it was exciting to watch everyone sort of swarming him basically like him right. dealing with traffic now this past weekend they they raced the double header in Austria because, of course, they've got a very truncated season at this point. It's supposed to be 22 races. I think they're saying we might get 10. And uh, they're doing double headers at a couple places, including Austria. And this one, he bolted out to a 13-second lead, and he kept it for 70 laps. And so, yeah, that can be less exciting. So so that makes this game more exciting than real life, for sure. Have you? How important is it to you? Do you have a rumble seat or just the wheel? Just the wheel. And uh, what wheel would you recommend somebody buy if they're like, you know what, Sports Anomaly, you've changed my life. The fake reviews are better than the real. Re-. Like they're just they're going to be looking for like the spitting in the wind, bully boy spirit underneath the supposedly merry romp. And they're going to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll buy a wheel, too. You really um, need to print up some uh, slips, some like cases that have that quote on it and then put them in the boxes when you go to the <laughs> Oh my God. Amazing. Right on the cover. I, I, this makes me, if I feel like it, which I never will get around to because I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff, but I would love if anybody's listening and wants to make an F1 box cover with these quotes on it, nothing would make me happier. I would print it and put it in my box, in my case. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man. Oh, that's so good. Uh, because when I was reading these racing reviews of movies, I was like, these are funny. These are good. And you've enjoyed them, which is the I, most yeah. important thing. What uh, We're going to move on. Do you have anything else to say about the game? Oh, well, I, the steering wheel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, would, I would suggest the Logitech G29. Uh, it's a pretty standard steering wheel. Apparently, it's going to work with the new consoles as well. Um, works for the PS4 and works on your PC. A lot of people, when they get into this stuff, and I would really, really recommend against it, uh, you can go with like really expensive stuff like uh, Fnatic, which is fantastic gear, like, really really good but you pay for it so if you're just jumping in because it sounds kind of interesting i've seen people go all out and spend like a thousand bucks on gear don't do that please don't do that yeah <laughs> well, if this you hate one it, you'll have to send the bill to, to todd and yeah it's i mean you gotta give to patreon so go yeah. for the cheaper wheel the three i mean it seems like that one's like 350 ish yeah 
Um, one thing I found recently is when you find there's another one that's 108, but it's on a site called Tassizo. Always Google those sites because I have been scammed several times recently, oh, getting like Jesus. the much lower price and being like, oh, this is great. Um, don't get a pulse oximeter or whatever it's called for less than 180 bucks. It is a fake. And if they do send it to you, it's just going to be like, yeah, you can put a battery in it. Watch something happen. So, you know, just to keep that in mind. And do you use a stick shift thing? Do you have a stick shift guy? Uh, I do have one, but I don't think it works for this game. It has paddle shifters as well, which is much right. more uh, authentic to an F1. Oh, right, because they don't. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to be don't fiddling use stick around with your thing. right hand. No. Um, so did you, okay, Ford versus Ferrari, briefly. Um, I thought that was like one of the greatest sound movies, but one of the worst, like for a movie to be made with the woman being actually a cardboard cutout, <laughs> that was the negative. But in terms of the racing, it was pretty insanely good, right? Yeah, I thought so. The, what little racing you saw in it was good. I felt like that's all I saw in it. Really? Then, well, maybe. And then at the end, he just drives around like an asshole in his car. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was like there were great parts of the movie. But um, yeah, you know, it's like... Look at what a great guy Matt Damon is. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, Batman was the best part of it, but, um, you know, I can't yeah, remember the actor's name. <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, thanks. It, I was like, job. Ben Affleck was in it? And then I was like, why am I ben thinking Affleck. of Ben Affleck? Oh, my God. If, okay, the only it, person in America that thinks Ben Affleck when someone says Batman. Yeah, it's pretty wild and very disappointing. We're at the 40-minute mark, but I now we're in fun time. If you... We're recasting Ford versus Ferrari, but you had to replace Christian Bale with either Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, oh. or who else played Batman recently, or Adam West. Uh, who would you put in that role? Uh, my, Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton could pull it off. Because he's supposed to be like the grizzled, old, cranky, you know, I don't know yeah. if he can do it. I don't know if he can do a Brummie accent, but, you know. I mean, even if he can't, it would make it great. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. who cares? Uh, now, the movie Rush. Do you like the movie Rush? I love the movie Rush. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, if you were casting um, and you were Nicky Lada and you had picked up two random dudes who were hitchhiking and you were driving like a total asshole just to show them how fast you could drive, what woman would you cast to be in the driver's seat if not Olivia Wilde? Oh, my God. Uh I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, actresses don't exist. No. I I mean, my first instinct is to say Melanie Laurent, who was in the movie Beginners and uh, was in that uh, Denis Villeneuve movie with uh, Enemy, uh, which you can watch on Netflix. I don't know if you should, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, who is in Us? Who's the woman in Us? I'm blanking on every. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my problem is I'm blanking on any actress names right now. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I just Googled it. I, I typed in the letter U, the little letter S, and then actors. And strangely, I came up with United States actors. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, okay, you have to name Lupita Nyong'o. Um, you have okay. to name the name of a woman who's... You could even be somebody you just know. It could be Cat Bailey. That'd be an interesting choice. Okay. We're I don't really know Cat Bailey. Bailey. Um. I don't know. Uh, shit, Julia I have Roberts. no idea. 
Yep, there you go. What's name one Canadian actress? Let's let's Canadian this up. This is really falling apart as a segment. Sarah Dunsworth. Sarah Dunsworth, fantastic. I have no idea go. who that is off the top of my head, but I'm sure yep. she's excellent. Who would you cast as Nikki Lotta? Uh, if it was a I don't real know. I F1 you, driver. I was going to say. Oh, it was a real F1 driver? Yeah. Um, I'd probably go with somebody like uh, Valtteri Bottas. He's the wrong nationality, but he's he's got sort of the similar sort of a similar uh, personality. That's ama- I, I think that's perfect. V-A-L-T-R-E? I think so. T-R-I. T-E-R-I. And how does how do you spell the last name? B o t t a s. I'm trying to figure out what nationality is, and I'm he's he's not. Finn. He's Finnish. Ah. Okay, that I would not have guessed that. I was like, it's definitely not Latvia, but I, you know, I was thinking Estonia, and then said no, so that put me close to not thinking Finland. Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on to the Netflix minute. Uh, what have you watched, or what have you what are you going to watch? What are you excited by? You know what we watched recently? I was super excited about this. So my oldest daughter just turned 13. She stayed home. Uh, my, the kids were supposed to go over to my ex-wife's place, and she decided she wanted to stay home and and have a sleepover. And she told me after the other kids left, who are both younger than her, the reason she wanted to stay home is because she wanted to watch Hamilton with me. Oh, nice. Which I had never seen before. Oh. She'd seen some of it. So we sat for three hours and watched Hamilton the other night, and it was awesome. It's just I know it's not Netflix, it? but it's so good. I don't know why anybody co- like tries to get a Netflix thing on here. It's just the HBO Minute, but I've yeah. called it next Netflix to show how of the time we are. Um, I watched Chinatown. Um, the Jack Jack Nicholson movie. Nicholson movie? Yeah. Oh wow, I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I think I was a little hesitant to watch it. Well, I you know what? I'll tell you the truth. This is for anybody who's seen Chinatown. The truth is, I thought it was romancing the stone. <laughs> if you just other close, it too posty, yeah, couldn't be <laughs> far off. But Roman Polanski also, like, when I knew he had directed, I was like, ah, oh, that's not great. But let's just watch it. It is a masterpiece. Yeah. Holy crap! I was like, that's incredible. You know what um, wasn't? The sequel. Did you ever see the sequel? There's a sequel. Yeah, it's called The Two Jakes. It's not good. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Chinatown Two. The yep. two Jakes. That's that sounds terrible. The, the best Jakes. thing about the best thing about that movie was the trailer. Go look up the if you look up the trailer, you'll want to watch the movie. Then you'll watch the movie and go. I wish I just watched the trailer. Yeah, oh, that's good to know. That's yeah. not enough people tell you that. Also, yeah. have you seen Eurovision Song Contest Saga Fire yet? No. It's pretty great. It has its moments. <laughs> it's uh, if you really here's what I'll tell you to watch, which is a wild recommendation but mike larnt who wrote uh, little miss sunshine did a video on vimeo called uh, how to write an insanely great ending i believe that's what it's called but he, he breaks down star wars ending the graduate and little miss sunshine and talks about external internal and philosophical stakes it is fascinating it's like i might have to look it up it's incredible we just finished a feature film and we were getting to the end and we knew our end wasn't good so we watched this and it like totally straighten us out we couldn't pull off the insanely great ending that he talks about it's amazing uh okay greg thanks for joining us remember to go to patreon.com slash sports anomaly uh or just go to at greg at seward s-e-w-a-r-t and uh give seward uh 10 bucks just give him 10 how weird would that be if somebody just do you have a venmo i'd be for it i do not have a venmo 
What do you have that I have somebody a could surprise? What's your Patreon? Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash generation16, which is the, the game history series that I do. Yeah. So go do that. It's not as great as just getting a $10 alert on your phone that you just no. got given $10 by a random person. But check that out. And if you like it as much as you like this podcast, you're insane. Who could ever like anything more than our long, uh, revolting, whatever. What's the most recent episode you've done on Generation 16? Uh, it was a few months back. It was about an old arcade game called Flicky. But I'm working on uh, another. I've been working on an episode for about six months now. It's going to be a little over an hour long. I'm super excited about it. I'm really, really, really close to the end. The rough edit's been done for a while. And now I've just been sort of cleaning it up. And I've uh, got about probably 10 minutes of footage left to edit in there, do an audio pass, and then it's ready to go. So I'm hoping it'll be in the next few weeks, and I'm Sounds hoping like people are going to be loving it. I Sounds do like need people budget. need to go to patreon.com slash generation16. Is that the number one six? Yes. Even better, Brad Hall. Um, did, do you know the game Yair Kung Fu? We're almost done, yeah. but I'm really just stringing That was my favorite game as a kid. Why? Because my dad, we used to go to the grocery store to rent movies or to pick stuff up and then he would get out ten dollars and quarters and just watch me play so i have really very romantic so did he i got a similar story to that so did he just like watching like would you like watching you play any game or was it that particular game he was just interested in i think it would have been any game i think he was just you know like let's do this like this is a way for us to bond and i would all i never beat it until i found a uh whatchamacallit that you could play on your computer sim uh, whatever those things uh, are an emulator yeah emulator right um and so i finally beat it but i came so close like i was at the last guy and i never beat him and it was like son of a b so i have a, I have a similar i have a similar story to that and it, uh, the reason it's top of mind is because uh so when i was a kid um because we're around the same age and you know we didn't have a lot of arcades here but back then arcade games were everywhere they weren't just in arcades right like there was a pizza hut up the street that had arcade yeah. games in it and you go to the laundromat and there was an arcade machine there go to a motel this is where we used to see a lot when we traveled with my dad when we were kids we'd go for different races and things like that so we'd always stay in a lot of different motels and my dad hated video games he hated that i spent too much time playing video games he hated taking me to arcades but there was one machine. If he found it, it was called. It was a Capcom game called 1942. Oh, and love he was that a game! Big, yeah, he was a big World War II buff. Yeah, yeah. Big World War II plane buff. And if that machine was in any within any vicinity, like close enough to him, he would drop a quarter and play it all the time. And so, even like later on, he was uh, he would ask like, "Is there a way I can play 1942 like on a computer on the emulator? Can you set it up for me?" That sort of thing. Like when I found it available in Java or something like that on the internet, he loved it. So the reason I'm even thinking about this is because Dad passed away about 18 months ago, and uh, he lived in a flat like in an in-law suite below the the flat that I'm in right now in the house that we're in. And so the kids and I have finally made the recent decision that we're not re-renting the place; we're just turning it into like a games room. Oh, so man. I went and bought an arcade marquee of 1942, and we're going to put it, put it in a light box and everything like that, and I'm going to hang it on the wall because I feel like that'll keep sort of the theme of what that space is supposed to be, but it'll be a nice tribute to him because it was the only game he ever liked. So that's, that's awesome. my story about 1942. That's such a great – I definitely want to get off this thing because we're at the sh- – we could have done the shortest podcast we've done for a long <laughs> Sorry, time. Man. But it reminds <laughs> me, when I, when I sold my novel – I uh, collision theory, but it for sale online everywhere. Um, I got my advance, which was not a huge advance, but it was money. 
And I was like, what do I want to buy with this money? I, like, I could pay rent. I could do this. I could bleh. And I was like, but what do I want that will that I can have, that I've always wanted and also will stand as a symbol and that I can pass down. And I ended up buying a $553 Rawlings gold glove, a baseball glove. Nice. Because when I was a kid, we didn't have the money and I was like, I always wanted one. And uh, I got it and it's got my initials you know, embedded on it or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting when you think about that. And I think about how I have to break it in still because I was living in London and now a pandemic. So I'm like, when the fuck am I going to break this thing in for the kid that I eventually want to have? Well, which I'll be too old to throw the ball with. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, weird. Now we're just getting personal. Just some personal podcasting Tears stuff. are going to flow here in a minute. I know. People are going to be, yeah. Tweet us what you're, what you care about. You know what I mean. All right. That's our episode. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. We are finished. Uh, have a great whatever day this releases. <laughs>